Welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And today is Thursday, May 21st. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during the scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Or you can also text us. And I did get a text message this morning. Uh-huh. Look uh-huh. at you. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to. If you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions, we want to hear it all. We do. How's it going? How is it going? I mean, I'm on the floor of my uh, closet in my bedroom recording this episode today <laughs> because there are noises outside that are making it, I, I felt like they would get picked up in the microphone. I appreciate your dedication to the audio quality of this podcast, Kate. <laughs> so I am literally on a pillow, kind of oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> it's not it's not the most comfortable spot in the house, my our closet. It's not Okay, big. okay. Um, but that's where I'm at. I'm just hiding out here recording this podcast. You know, yesterday I went to my children's school uh-huh. to pick to pick up their stuff. Okay, And it is the, on the day this episode airs, uh, this is Thursday, this is the last day of school for my kids, and um, it was very sad. It made Mm. me really sad. It was a sad end to what had otherwise been a really lovely school year for my kids, and I am just still deeply sad about all of that. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we had to go on a certain day for certain grade, and you had to put a sign in your on a, in your uh, passenger side. What am I trying to say? The front window. What the heck is that thing called? A windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with your kids' names and grades, and then um, people were there, and everyone is masked, and you know they would go inside and get back. You know the teachers had packed up their classrooms, and so. Yeah. Um, and then they put the bags in your car and off we went. Also, there was a really delightful like lost and found area with so many clothes, miraculously none belonging to my kids. But um, it was just it was just a sad way to end the year. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how else to describe it. Like I was so excited to see like my the kind of like school guidance counselor was there like waving the cars in and I was like, hi, like it's like so <laughs> I've seen this person since March and yeah. they normally greet all the kids that drop off every morning. And so it was just, I don't know how else to describe it. It was just really um, just like, it was like living in a bizarro world. Like we're all lined up in the parking lot, following these cones in our masks, in our cars. And it was like it, if you had told me that this is how this year was going to end in January, mm-hmm. I would have been like, what? Right. It was Even unf- though I was, it was unfathomable. It was unfathomable. Was yes. Yeah. And you know, it's what's weird is I was following what was happening in the news, but my like ignorant brain was like, that'll never come here. Like, I, like it was mm-hmm. like, I didn't understand how small the world. I don't know what I thought. I was just blissfully living in my bubble. Mm. And now I am in a bubble, a quarantine bubble where I <laughs> only see my family, you know, and I, I'm imagine lots of other people are 
with children who are in school are feeling that. And I know there's so much around graduation and matriculation and I, I, it's just, it's hard and emotional and um, very bittersweet and weird. So, um, you know, as the school year ends, I'm trying to figure out what do I do with my kids all summer? Yeah. Because there's no camp. Mm-hmm. We live in a house with a yeah. yard, but it is a small house. Yeah. You know my house story. It is not, there's I not a lot of house. room. Yeah. There's not a lot of space to get away from each other. Right. And um, so right now, like my basic plan is to let them have like a very 1984 summer. Yeah. Like be, be what kids were 30-ish years ago. Yeah. 35 years ago. Uh, drink some Kool-Aid. You know what? I bought them Kool-Aid because I saw it in the grocery store and I was like, oh, what a blast from my past. And my <laughs> daughter thinks it's too sweet and won't drink it. And I was like, wow, you are a real like mid-aughts child who's like, I'm sorry, I just, the Kool-Aid has too much sugar. Right? <laughs> what? It's Kool-Aid. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's right now. That is my plan. I don't know how it's going to work, but they are going, we're just going to enjoy TV and video games and being bored and being outside and left to our own devices and hoping that that works. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I would love to hear what other parents are doing with their kids. I am not interested in zoom camps. Yeah, Um, no, that just seems depressing. Yeah. My kids really hate sitting in front of screens. Like I don't, I just that's not a that's not going to be a choice for our family. So um, and also, you know, my husband and I both have to work. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I know some people are like, you know, set up some camp activities for your kids at home. And it's like, I don't have to I'm on deadlines for stuff. And I have to work. I have to get stuff done. And so I'm kind of like, I'm gonna Google latchkey kid and remember that that was an actual thing that many of our like we did and my peers did yeah like like I would be home in the afternoon by myself totally I mean, I'm gonna be in the house but like I could entertain myself and make a sandwich and turn on the tv so yeah I think my kids can handle that anyway that's the that's my I'm getting off whatever this soapbox is now um and just uh that's it I'm gonna get back to the floor here and Seed the microphone to you. Oh, why, thank you. Well, something very exciting happened this morning that I want to share with you and all our listeners, which is I finally acquired some short grain rice. Whoa. I know. Brown or white? Both. Congratulations. You got both? Kate, thank you so much. I know. I got both. I'm happy for you, Dory. Thank you. I had to go to the grocery store this morning to get some milk and some eggs and a few other things. And I was like, you know, basically since lockdown, I haven't been able to find short grain rice. As discussed on the podcast, uh, I've asked my husband to get it and he's come home with long grain rice like three times. No, come on, Matt. Which, you know, bless him, but it's not the same. Um, Oh, I like I love a short grain. And he kept being like, they don't have it. It's out. And I couldn't find it on Instacart. Like it just, there was no short grain rice to be found. And then today I was like, let me just look. And there there was a lovely grocery store employee restocking the short grain rice and he was like do you want do you want brown or white and I was like I'll take one of each 
<laughs> it's like Christmas. I'm back, baby. <laughs> So that really, that really felt like a win. Um, Just wanted to share that with everyone. I can now finally again make my butternut squash risotto, my favorite cooking with Kate. What's it called? Cookies and Kate. Cookies and Kate. Cookies and Kate. Cookies and Kate. Um, Recipe that I've I've mentioned many times, but I will link to it again in the show notes. Um, It's so delicious. But then, of course, I got home and I was like. Oh, they were out of sage. I don't have any sage. Another elusive quarantine item. Let me you tell know, you. I I might have some in my garden. <gasps> really? Do you want to do some sort of handoff? Yes. Okay. Let me let me see. I can't remember if we're growing sage or not, but oh I will gosh. check. That would be amazing. And I will text you. When I went, oh, I've got cilantro. I've got all sorts of things. When I want. went on my birthday to buy plants, I bought some herbs, but they were totally out of sage. And they were like, everyone's been asking about sage. <laughs> What's going on in Los Angeles? <laughs> it's like short grain rice, sage. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> making that butternut squash Everyone risotto. is making the butternut squash risotto. Um, okay, so on a totally different topic, we got a listener email about this, but I'd been thinking about this anyway. I'm very curious to hear what people's work from home setups are and what you're doing if you're like settling in for the long haul to make things more comfortable slash usable for yourself. Because it's one thing to say like, oh, I'm going to work from home for a couple weeks. And then it's another thing when your company's like, no one's coming back to the office at least until the end of the year. And Twitter said people can work from home indefinitely, forever. Like you have the option of working from home. Yeah. So this has, I feel like this has kind of changed the calculus for a lot of people. And, you know, I know for me, like even though I have worked from quote unquote home for a couple of years now, like I wasn't spending all day working from home. Like I was going to a co-working space or I would go to your house to record. And or like a coffee shop. Like I wasn't spending all day at my desk at home. You know what I mean? Right. As if you were at your cubicle in a corporate office. Exactly. So here's what I have done. I already had an ergonomic mouse pad and mouse, which if you do not have one, I'm telling you an ergonomic mouse, people don't talk about ergonomic mice enough. Get climb on that that ergonomic soapbox. Let me climb on it. It It really, it really (laughs) helps. Like you don't. I I feel like I was starting to get that weird thing with your pinky. That like, do you know what I'm talking about? When you're using a regular mouse, no, where it like kind of just hangs there. Yeah, and and like I feel like it also helps prevent carpal tunnel. Um, so I highly recommend an ergonomic mouse where you're sort of like your hand kind of like envelops the mouse. The mouse is elevated and there's a, um, what are those called? Not a trackpad. It's like a little roller ball. A roller ball, thing. a roller wheel thing. <laughs> they have a name that I'm totally blanking on. Um, and then I have an ergonomic mouse pad so my wrist can rest on the pad, like the little wrist pad while I'm gripping the mouse. But Dory, through all this, is your are you on a laptop that is elevated? Okay. Here's the rest of my setup. My laptop is elevated on a laptop stand and then I have an external keyboard. So all of this I had previously. However, last night I broke down and I finally bought an external monitor. Nice. Because I was like, it's actually 
like my computer's not that far away from my face, but like sometimes I'm like, it, the font is kind of small <laughs> and I just like, I need to be able to see better. Um, so I did that. So I will have the monitor elevated and then the computer will be like down on the desk. Um, and as discussed previously, I have my seat cushion, my footrest, and, and my whiteboard. And I have a fake plant on my desk, <laughs> fake succulent, and a framed photo of Henry, which feels very like, this is my desk. Um, so I'm curious what else people are doing, have done, what your setup is. I'm assuming a lot of people don't have a lot of space. I'm curious about creative space home office solutions what do you do gotta, if you're in a small space i feel like this is a topic we got to blow out in a f full length episode yeah i just i just want to float it though i just want to put this in people's brains yeah i mean like fold up you know put the boat in the water and set it sail i don't know what i'm saying but you mm -hmm. know what i mean like I float do. the idea out there into the pond yeah 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 um <laughs> i <laughs> mm -hmm. i I'm at a very tiny desk in my bedroom and it's so small. I can't keep my podcasting equipment on it. So like every time we go to record, I keep it next to the desk and I have to like pull it, pull it up out of this kind of like weird corner. And I wish I had a bigger space, but I'm, I don't right now. And so I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I need to make a new, I need to refresh my workspace because I too would like to have a monitor especially for writing. Um, mm -hmm. So that is something I need to consider. And maybe I will dig into that more. But I do have my computer up on a stand. I do have the Apple Magic keyboard, but I bought this little thing that elevates it. So your mm. hands are properly situated. I think I want to get one of those. It's great. It's like a little elevator for your keyboard so it's at a it's at an angle as opposed mm -hmm. to flat and yeah. it makes such a huge difference I want that um and I tried an ergonomic mouse and I couldn't get into it and so mm. I use I use a magic trackpad okay okay so far so good but we'll see if the I have had carpal tunnel before and mm. so and it and it stinks so I I'm just I'm conscious of 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 that. And as you know, I sit on a butt pillow, but I need to upgrade my butt pillow. Okay. okay. I'm on an I Ikea dining room chair. Um, and you're, I'm going to buy the butt pillow that you got. You inspired yeah, you me. you are. Well, you know, I've been sitting occasionally on a, a pillow that Purple had sent us because they are advertising on Forever 35. But and it's, it's a, it's a bed pillow. Yeah. And I like it for my head and I like it for my butt. So I oh. feel like there, there are seat cushions have to probably be really comfortable because I really like this pillow. So that's where I'm headed. Interesting. Okay. I'm into this for you. You're missing a lot over here. I, I mean, there's really a lot, am. lot going on over here. <laughs> um, well, again, listeners, please do weigh in. Maybe we'll put this on our Instagram and ask people to share pictures of their home office setups. Ooh, I would love that. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to make a note okay. to myself okay. to remember I'll share to do a picture. That. I'll share a picture of mine. It's very okay. underwhelming. All right. Well, I'll share a picture of mine. All right. Should we take a short break? Yes, please. Okay. 
All right, we're back. Um, Before we get to our first email, I do just want to mention that we did hear from a few listeners about the email from the woman whose daycare providers had been infected with COVID. Do you remember that? Of course. And she felt guilty about having sent her child to school when she had sniffles because she thought it was a sinus infection. It turned out to be COVID. It's not clear like who gave it to whom, but she still feels very guilty. And a few people gently pointed out that we all need to be really strict about any sign of illness, even ones that seem benign, especially in children, because as we know, they can be, you know, they are often asymptomatic and can still spread the disease. And to keep people home and definitely call a doctor, even if you think it's sinuses or allergies. So I just wanted to put that out there since a few people did write in and I thought it was a really good point. Okay. All right. Point taken. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And then we got an email with a really cute core activity. So here we go. Uh, Hey, Kate and Dor, I wanted to share a project I decided to focus on this week. I've been having a few blah weeks as I work from home and I'm feeling lonely during the day as my office job felt like a family I got to see every day. Tuesday, I took a personal day from work to regroup. I felt like I was in such a rut that something needed to change. I decided that I needed to find another way to connect with my friends other than the texts we exchange. I started writing down questions related to being in lockdown, such as most consumed snack of quarantine, last online purchase, first thing you want to do after lockdown, etc. I wrote my answers for them and attached a blank uh, one for them to fill out. I put it all in a package with a return letter and stamp with my address. I told them to fill out their answers and mail them back to me. I think this will be a fun way to keep in touch with them as the day-to-day chit-chat is the same since we are all at home. Getting mail from my friends always puts a smile on my face and it would be nice to receive some mail that isn't from Amazon. Thought I would share. Thanks for brightening my morning before work with this podcast. That's a fun idea. Isn't that a fun idea? I thought that was so cute. Yeah, it is really cute. Um, I thought that would be a fun thing that people could do with their friends. It's like it's a cute thing for kids to do with their friends. My you kids know? have have written letters to people over this quarantine, and it's Aww. very sweet. When they get a reply, it's so exciting. It's so it's still so exciting to get mail. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And yeah. especially like right now, I've noticed like there are some days that are going by where we're getting no mail. So why not put something in the uh, the old mailbox? Exactly. Just, you like you know just wash your hands after you touch the mailbox. <laughs> totally. Um, I also just remembered something that I had wanted to bring up while we were catching up before we get to the next voice note, which is that today is my mom's birthday. So happy Aww. birthday, mom. She's 70 today. Oh my gosh. I know. It's her 70th birthday. Yeah. Wow. And we were all we were all supposed to be together um, this past weekend celebrating her birthday and my dad's birthday this summer. And, and your birthday. And my birthday. Yes. And my birthday, my nephew's birthday, my sister's birthday. <laughs> And Henry's birthday. I mean, so many April, May birthdays in my family. Um, And then two in June. It's just a busy, busy season. Um, But, you know, we obviously couldn't. So, yeah, just wanted to wish her a happy birthday. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but the universe does. (laughs) That's right. The universe does and it will know. Indeed. Um, All right. So let's hear a voicemail from a listener in Georgia who had some thoughts about the article that we mentioned the other day. 
um, and just, you know, staying at home, etc. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Tess calling for here for you. And I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. I was listening to your podcast on Tuesday and you mentioned reading this article about how Georgia has reopened. And yes, we infamously reopened earlier than most of the United States. Um, and uh, it's, it looks like a different world. But honestly, my world looks kind of the same from when Shelter in Place started. And now, like, I'm still going to the grocery store every two weeks, still getting takeout once a week. Um, just because we have opened things as a state doesn't mean I have personally. I've kind of viewed it as having a personal reopening plan because you can't control what everyone around you is going to do, especially when you have a terrible governor like we do. So I'm trying to weigh it as what am I personally comfortable with doing? And my reopening plan is, you know, socially distance hangouts outdoors with masks, with friends. Um, then I might get a haircut, then I might go to the gym. I mean, it, it really depends. A lot of stuff is opening here, but a lot of stuff is also putting in pretty intense restrictions. And it's not just like we opened up our yoga studios and they're packed in the same way they are before, or like you can just bolt on in and get a haircut. Like it is still very different here and businesses are still making a lot of choices on their own. And I mean, that sucks. Like I wish we had better guidance, but a lot of places are still takeout only. A lot of things are still not open. And I kind of weigh it based on the case numbers and how I feel and what I might need for my mental health. And uh, it's it's not something where I'm like waiting necessarily for a public official to tell me what to do because unfortunately the ones in Georgia are terrible. So I just kind of make my own choices based on the evidence and what I think that I need. And that might be helpful for other listeners trying to figure out how to reintegrate into society as things reopen. But I know it seems like the Wild West here, but it's not as bad as that article makes it look necessarily. That's it. <laughs> um, good thank point. You. Yeah, good, good point. point, listener. Yeah, one Washington Post article does not a whole state make. A, a right. mantra to live by. <laughs> For everything, really. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So yesterday, mm. we might have gone a little overboard, but we really <laughs> got into this question of what to do when you have to go to the bathroom on a road trip. And, you know, Kate, I was really heartened mm. by the responses to this discussion. Mm, they were really, really on your side, I would say, about these camping toilets. Well, they like, were on... Re- they were on my side about the camping toilets, but they also like they took our discussion seriously. They weren't like, "Ew, can't believe you guys talked yes. about poop." Um, people are like, "No, this is a real thing," and actually, this is what I've done. So, um, thank you, listeners, for seeing us. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you. And I, please know that I immediately said to my husband, "I was like, it's in poop particles." And he's like, "What are you?" <laughs> Where are you getting your info? And I was like, on my own podcast. <laughs> Let me read this um, email that we got. Dory, please, if I may. please. I would love for you to read it. 
hello, Kate and Dury. I was so excited about the question regarding pooping while traveling. I have driven up and down the state of California many times with a small child in all stages of potty training while my husband was deployed overseas. 500 miles and eight hours each way. I never wanted to stop at weird gas stations or rest stops because everything scares me. Kate, I know you think a camping toilet is excessive, but it is perfect. We have used even a five-gallon bucket with a little seat on top. If you fill the bottom with sawdust, you can sort of shake it up and bury everything. If a five-gallon bucket is too big, a smaller camping toilet is perfect. And you can purchase these bags, which I'll link to, that have some sort of absorbent material in the bottom, much like cat litter for humans. If your car is big enough, you can set it up right inside or you can pull over and hide behind your car. Yes, you still have to travel with the waste, but both of these options keep it sort of hidden away. Hope this helps. Oh, it does. I'm intrigued. Thank you so much for this. I also like much like cat litter for humans. <laughs> me too. It also made me wonder, like, could you use pretty litter? <laughs> Dory. Just saying. All right. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. This other listener had a good point, which was, this. I might not be the only one to send this tidbit in, but it seems to me that a five-hour road trip should not have a poop stop unless she eats. Eating will move the intestinal tract and that will get your bowels moving and then you will need a restroom. And if you know your poop schedule, most people poop in the morning or after coffee, then maybe right after hit the road and don't eat anything on the way. If hubby also does this, no need to stop for restroom. The pickle will be baby who most likely will need a change and a feed stop unless you do this at night. Anyway, thanks for getting me thinking about what you should do. This was a great distraction. <laughs> the, I agree with this. I mean, unless, of course, you have some sort of like poop right. emergency. Some emergency, which, which happens. Happen. Totally. Good. Lord knows it does. Um, but these are great. This is a great point. Yeah. yeah. You eat. You do your morning bowel movement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, and then you like, hit the road. The, then you hit the road. The second it's out, you're like, we've got to go. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Your butt biological clock. Uh, your butt clock. Your butt clock. It ticks. It does tick. It does. It sure does. Your butt clock. <laughs> it's a good thing this podcast is ending because <laughs> it's really gone off the rails. Um, I, or or it's right on the rails. Or it has gotten back on the rails. <laughs> um, a couple other people recommended um, like pee tools for people with vaginas yes yes um one i forget one is called is one really called a go girl oh yes no, she we well one is called a she we one is called a go girl and one is called a travel john okay i mean listen not everybody with a vagina identifies as a she or a girl but okay <laughs> totally come on get with it Get with it. So maybe for that reason alone, we should all just get the travel, John. Okay. I like that. I Let's mean, see. I'm looking at it right now. Travel, John. Disposable, disposable urinal. Resealable. Wow. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder. Yeah, also, this says just... it's unisex. You know, I will say I am someone who drinks a ton of liquid and I also have to pee nonstop. Like that's been my life is always I'm always peeing. And on the image for this travel, John, it says you can use it in a helicopter, in a 
In a sailboat? On the side of the road, in a boat, yep. or like out on a bike ride or camping. So that kind of makes me feel like this is something I should invest in all the time. I mean. I always have to pee. Always, always. You do pee a lot, I will say. <laughs> You've noticed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I pee a lot, but I feel like you pee more than I pee. Yes. I've I've never quite been able to hold... Like, I don't have the kind of bladder that's like, you know, you know, the people with those bladders who like I the do. whole body as a bladder. That's not me. Um, but I also I, drink like 100 ounces of water a day. I would also like to just point out that the questions and answers uh, on this are really great. One of them is on the Amazon page. Can a woman use the travel john while driving? Without any difficulty or seat adjustment. And the someone answered, well, you may want to pull over before using it. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, boy. Boy, the oh, things boy. things we are thinking about these days. Well, Dory. Yes, Kate. I might just get one of these just to try it out. I know. I'm kind of thinking the same. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it's FSA or HSA eligible if you have one. Okay. There you go. All right. Kate, what is our word of the day? Well, we went with reflect. We did. And I, I, I suggested this because I have been doing my one line a day journal. And I've been writing a little bit about our coronavirus experience. And I am really grateful already to have these thoughts yeah. down somewhere. So if you have it in you, if you have the energy, take a minute to just... I would say, like, note down what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, just so you have it to share mm -hmm. with yourself or, or whoever you might want to share it with later on. Because these are, I don't know if we will ever live through something like this again. Yeah. In the exact, in this exact way. In the way. same way, so, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to just have record of it. Totally. And that's our activity of the day, too. Yeah. Our activity of the day is to write down what you're feeling. Just yep. jot it down anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Spray paint it on the front of your home <laughs> so that the neighbors know. Uh, um, well, Kate, it's been a pleasure. Always is. This Always has been very is. fun. Yep. Um, I hope you're able to get out of your bedroom closet. I mean, I am on, I'm literally laying on the floor and I'm not like getting up sounds like so much work. I honestly could take a nap right here. So we'll I see mean, what happens. Maybe you should. Listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And yeah, we're here for you. We're here for you. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.